0: Hello and welcome to Camel Screen Guild Players from OTRGold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Norma Shearer, Walter Abel, Mary Astor, Hattie McDaniel. The Gulf Screen Guild Theater. Your host, the director of the star's own theater, Roger Pryor. Good evening, everyone. Your neighborhood good Gulf dealer and the Gulf Oil Companies welcome you to the Gulf Screen Guild Theater. Four of your favorite stars share the spotlight on our Gulf Theater stage tonight. Norma Shearer, <coughs> Mary Astor, Walter Abel, and Hattie McDaniel. Another great Gulf Theater cast. And you'll hear them in S.N. Behrman's brilliant play, which broke records on both stage and screen, No Time for Comedy. The music, of course, will be furnished by Oscar Bradley's Gulf Orchestra, with Frank Tours conducting. In just a moment, our curtain will rise, and we'll bring you No Time for Comedy. But first, here's Bud Heaston with a little playlet all his own. Folks, my playlet is called What Goes On Under the Hood, Act One. The night is cold, wintry. Outside in the street, an automobile is parked. It's yours. Icy fingers hold the engine in their paralyzing grasp. A man comes out of the house, slips into the driver's seat. Will the car start? Will that icy grip be broken? Yes. For with the burr of the starter, our hero, Gulf no gasoline, leaps into action. Gulf no Knox fires in a flash, and winter is foiled. Now act two. The engine is warming up. In a few minutes, the temperature will rise to a blistering heat. But there's another hero in our drama. gulf Pride motor oil is on the job giving top-notch protection. Finally comes act three, the happy ending. Weeks of winter weather have passed. The owner of the car finds, to his delight, that these two Gulf products have given him smooth, reliable engine performance, freedom from trouble and repairs, even during the coldest weather. The moral? Well only that it pays to remember what goes on under the hood. And let these two Gulf products, Gulf Pride Motor Oil and Gulf No-Knox Gasoline, help you just as they have helped thousands of other motorists. Our Gulf Theater audience breaks into applause as the stars enter from the wings and stand ready at the Gulf Microphone. It's no time for comedy. Adapted for radio by Harry Cronman and starring Norma Shearer as Linda Page, Broadway's most brilliant comedian, Walter Abel as Gay Esther Brook, her playwright husband, Mary Astor as Amanda, and Hattie McDaniel as the Esther Brook maid, Clementine. There's the downbeat for the orchestra, and the show is on. women in New York. Most men would give their right arms to have dinner with her. However, Gay Estherbrook apparently doesn't even give it a thought. But then you see he's Linda's husband and a playwright besides. If that explains it. At any rate, he hasn't been home since early morning. As our curtain rises, Clementine the maid is telephoning his usual haunts, trying to locate him. Hello,
1: hello. Is this Jack and Charlie? Is Miss Estherbrook there? Ain't nobody seen him. Okay. Thanks. Any luck, Clementine? Not yet, Miss Lindy. And I'm most way through the list. That Mr. Gay sure is delusive. He might try the club. Sometimes he feels athletic. Goes to the club for a fast workout and then gets stuck at the bar. I called that already. He ain't even paid his dues. <laughs> Have you tried Murray's? Uh-huh. And also Max. Lordy, Miss Lindy, you're as bad off as a widow. I'm much worse than a widow, Clementine. I'm a wife. He's a chore, that man, and that's a fact. Gets me hopping mad at him. And then when he shows up, I just loved him. (laughs) My sentiments exactly. Maybe that's him now. (laughs) He would be called on the house phone, Miss Lindy. Hello? Yes? Oh. Who is it, Clementine? A Mr. Philo Smith. For you. Philo Smith? I don't know him. Oh, yes, of course. At the wireless party last week. He's in the lobby, Miss Linda. Oh, well, well, ask him up. Okay. Hello? Send Mr. Smith up. Let me see. can't imagine why Mr. Smith should be calling on me. Who is he, Miss Linda? An actor? He is not. He's a banker, one of the 60 families, Clementine. Well, that's <laughs> all right, then. I like the well-to-do millionaire. Hello? Luxury bath? Connect me with the department for taking care of drunks, please. That's the door. I'll get it. How do you do? Oh, hello, Mr. Smith. Come in. Glad to see you. Thank you. Hello? Drug department? Mr. S. Brooke been in today? No? Well, if she carries him in, tell him to call his wife if he can talk. No use, Miss Linda. All right, Clementine. Leave the list here. We'll try and gang you later. Yes, sir? Hmm. Mm-hmm. Don't mind her, Missus Smith. She's like one of the family.
0: I, I feel that I'm intruding, Miss Page.
1: Oh, no. I'm glad you dropped in. I'm in a wretched mood. I always am when I'm between plays. What
0: does me? an actress do between plays?
1: <laughs> Worries about her next. In this case, it all depends upon my husband. Oh?
0: Does he write all your plays?
1: He's done the last three. Only at present, he's between ideas. When he's between ideas, he makes an alcoholic tour of the town. It makes him forget he's between ideas. Uh, really? We were trying to track him down when you came in. It's really quite a game. This is a list of the places he's likely to be.
0: What place are you calling next?
1: Uh, The Blue Grotto.
0: He's not at the Blue Grotto. How do you know? I suggest you try Regent 9777.
1: What place is that?
0: It's my house. Oh, you're
1: not serious. Quite. What's he doing there?
0: Have you ever met Amanda? Amanda? My wife. Mrs. Smith.
1: Oh, yes. She's very lovely, isn't she? Charming and young and...
0: dangerous. Especially to attractive men with artistic temperaments. Really?
1: Mrs. Smith, are you by any chance trying to tell me that my husband and your wife are... Oh, I can't believe it. Please
0: believe me, Miss Page. Your husband is in very great danger of being discovered. I... I beg your pardon? You see, Mandy has a supreme passion for developing latent possibilities.
1: But I don't believe Gay has any. Well, if
0: he hasn't, Mandy will invent some. Her first husband was a nice, mediocre fellow whom she utterly ruined by persuading him he was first-rate.
1: But my husband isn't mediocre. He writes the finest light comedy in her theater today. Why, Gay is brilliant.
0: In that case, she'll convince him that he's profound.
1: She isn't gay type at all. She's so... Forgive me. Fluffy.
0: Mandy's a Lorelei with an intellectual patter.
1: Oh, I'm sorry, Mr. Smith, but I'm sure you're mistaken about Jay.
0: Well, then, I've taken up quite enough of your time.
1: Oh, not at all, Mr. Smith. I do hope you'll come again. Thank
0: you. I'll call Clemens. Uh, don't bother. I can let myself out. Good night, Miss Bates. Good
1: night. Oh, silly. Hmm. Hello, hello. is, um, is Mr. Esterbuck there? Just a moment. Gay, darling, it's for you. To
0: me. Hello? Hello!
1: Clementine! Yes, sir. yes, Miss Lindy. Lay out my things. I'm, I'm going out to dinner tonight. Yes, sir, but what about Mr. Gay? Has he called you? No, Clementine, but I, I know where he is. He's on another bin, but a different kind of bin this time, and one that'll take a lot of sobering up. Now well, remember, Clementine, if Mr. Gay comes home after I've gone, you're not to say anything about Mr. Smith's visit this evening. Lord, no, Miss Lindy. Why, well, I don't know nothing about no Mr. Smith. <laughs> That's the idea. And don't tell him about the new number I added to our telephone list. It's only for extreme emergencies. Yes, sir. Can I tell him who you're going out with? Oh, no, yes, of course. I say I'm having
0: dinner with Mr. Lovell.
1: Uh-huh. Well, I sure hope she has a good time. What time does you? She... Hello? Miss Lindy, is him.
0: Sure it's me. Were you expecting somebody else?
1: Hello, dear. Well, look at him, Miss Lindy. He's cold sober.
0: If you just overlook it at this time, I promise I'll never let it happen again.
1: (laughs) Don't let him fool you, Clementine. (laughs) He's putting on an act. He'll collapse on the sofa any minute. I'll
0: collapse right now. Don't put your feet on them cushions. Stop chattering, Woodbine. Go away. I'm depressed.
1: You better do a vanishing act, Clementine. The master is in a mood. Yes, because he's cold sober. Cold sober. Can you imagine that? Cold sober. (laughs) Here, darling. You look as if you need a drink. Did you work hard today? No. Try? Mm-hmm. No go? No. Hmm. Too bad. You will
0: tomorrow? but nope, I won't tomorrow. What's the matter, darling? I can't write another play. I've nothing to say. You say it's so charming. Oh, the devil with that. I'm sick of it. There's, this is no time for froth.
1: Never was such a time. The world's depressed. This is a moment to be gay if possible.
0: It's like calling for a minuet in a plague down. Why not? Why not? All over the world, people are being murdered and tortured. Life is a dance macabre. And you want me to sit and contrive silly situations for you to be witty in.
1: Why? Oh, yes,
0: that's all you want. Another play. Another success.
1: Oh.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. Look, why do you put up with me? <laughs> no choice. Any number. For instance. Anybody. I don't like him. You're a fool. Yes, I am. Yeah, but you're prettier than I Oh,
1: I don't know. There were times when I thought that you were beautiful.
0: Darling, how long have we been married?
1: So you get.
0: I don't know. Forever.
1: So long?
0: I mean, I don't ever remember not being married to you. Whatever did I do before?
1: I do hope I never find out. Darling. You said that before.
0: Yes, but that time I didn't kiss you. Yes?
1: Look,
0: look, let's go out for dinner. I've made a dinner date. Oh, have
1: you? I didn't know if you were coming home or not. Who are you going with? Tim Lovell.
0: Good Lord, what rotten pig. Now, don't be like that.
1: You can come along with us. No, thanks. Please.
0: I'll stay in and gather my thoughts, both of them. All right, I'll come back early. No reason for that? What? I said no reason for that.
1: Oh, all right. Tim will be along directly, and I'll get out of your way. Oh, don't be so
0: selfish, Daisy. It doesn't become you. What would you like me to do? Perhaps a little less all-seeing, a little less all-wise, a little less clairvoyant. Dave, are we washed up? Now, look here, Linda.
1: Sorry, that's my date. Uh, Hello? Just tell him I'll be right down. Thank you. Sure you won't join us, Dave? Why? Why, darling? I'm sorry you're out of sorts. I won't ask why if you don't want to tell me, but I just want you to know that I, I love you very much. Good night. Clementine!
0: Clementine!
1: Yes, sir, boss? Did you want me?
0: Fix me a drink. Sure thing, boss. Just got to put this list away first. What list is that? <laughs> oh, this is all the place we called you at when he's on a bend. Let me see it. Mm. Jack and Charlie's, Whipple, Gotham Athletic. She knows them all, doesn't she? Yes, sir, even the police station. Victor's the Blue Lagoon, the... What the devil? What's the matter, Mr. Gay? What's this number doing here? Region 9777. Ain't that Max? It is not Max. You know it, ain't.
1: Well, don't get hard with me, boss. That ain't my writing. Miss Lindy, she must have put it down there.
0: That's all I want to know. Don't bother with that drink, Clementine. I'm going out. Yes, sir. So she knows that, too. All right, I'll give her something to worry about. I'll give her something real to worry about. Hello, hello, what's the matter? Do I need a secret password to get a connection? I want Region 9777. <laughs> That, ladies and gentlemen, was act one of our Gulf production, No Time for Comedy. Our Gurt Kurt will rise in act two after a usual short intermission, during which we'll hear a word about submarines, And but let's listen to Bud Heaston. Down in a submarine, or inside a diving helmet, air, the air we must have to live and breathe, is a vital safeguard to life itself. But air is not always helpful. For instance, the air inside the crankcase and motor of your automobile may be a major cause of costly repair bills and extra oil expenses. That's why Gulf Pride Motor Oil was primarily designed to be more air-resistant. You all know how the oxygen in the air makes brass tarnish and iron rust. Well, much the same way oxygen combines with motor oil and combustion products to form carbon and sludge and varnish. That's why so many motors make that knocking, pinging sound, why they waste gas and power why valve stick and carbon cleaning and valve grinding jobs so often become necessary. Naturally, we don't claim Gulf Pride is completely airproof. No motor oil is. We do say that Gulf Pride resists air to an extraordinary extent. That's because of the exclusive Alclor process invented by Gulf, an extra method of refining that removes up to 20% more of the easy oxidizers found in many other premium oils. Thus, Gulf Pride forms less carbon, sludge, and varnish, stays up to the mark longer, vaporizes more slowly, lubricates better. So why not stop at the sign of the Gulf Orange Disc tomorrow and fill up your crankcase with Gulf Pride Motor Oil? The curtain of the Gulf Screen Guild Theater is about to rise on the second act of No Time for Comedy. Starring Norma Shearer as Linda Page, Walter Abel as her husband, Gay Esther Brooke, Mary Astor as Amanda Smith, and Hattie McDaniel as Clementine. Several hours later, on the same evening when Gay having discovered that Linda knew he had been spending much of his time at Amanda's house, stamped out of the apartment in rage. As the scene opens, he's in Amanda's library, furiously pacing the floor, while Amanda lends a most sympathetic ear to his lady. That's the thing that makes me mad. She's been spying on me. She's known about us all along, just as she's always known about everything else. Are you sure, Gabe? Of Gay? course I'm sure. There was your telephone number on her list, just as plain as Jack and Charlie. She might have at least put me in better company. Why? What's the matter with Jack and Charlie? Oh,
1: nothing. Nothing at all. Only don't you think you're letting it upset you too much, Gabe? Your play is the only important thing, no? I
0: suppose so. If I had a play, all I have is a flimsy first act.
1: It isn't flimsy. It's superb.
0: You really think so?
1: It's Even more than that, it's tremendous profound. I wish
0: I was certain. Sometimes I have a horrible feeling that all I've got is a one-act idea. Oh,
1: that isn't true. If you'd just sit down calmly and try to think it through right from the beginning.
0: It's all I've thought about for weeks.
1: Well, possibly if we did it together. Let's try it, Jane. It might help a little. Let's start from scratch.
0: All right.
1: First, there's a famous scientist whose son is killed in the war. The old man loved the boy dearly. He can't quite accept the fact that he's dead. Then one night he has a dream about his son. And when he awakes, he feels somehow that his son still lives in another world. And it becomes the father's mission to spread the message of immortality. Mandy!
0: Yes? Mandy! Dear, I've got it! Yay. While you were talking, Mandy, you wonderful, adorable creature. I've got it. I've got the second
1: act. Oh, darling! Listen.
0: the boy isn't dead. He's been wounded. His face all smashed. They patch him up and send him home... But no one knows
1: you. Oh, Gage, that's wonderful. It gives
0: me a third act, too. I'm sure it does. Oh, Mandy. Mandy, I love
1: you. Oh, Gay!
0: I do love you. You're good for me. I've never... I'd never have gotten this idea if it weren't for you.
1: Then I'm glad. My life is so empty. But if I can help you express yourself, to help you get away from all those trivial plays you've done in the past because of uh, circumstances. What circumstances? Oh, I didn't mean to say that. Come on, tell me. You won't misunderstand me. Of course not. Well, it's just that you've been married to a brilliant and brittle actress of comedy. And you've written all your plays to express her, not to express your real self. Oh.
0: Oh, dear. Now you are angry with me. Oh, not a bit, and I think you're right. Are you in love with her? Oh, does that matter? Love is a chore.
1: Well... Some people find it entertaining.
0: Well, thank heavens we're above all that. We are above it, aren't we? Oh, oh, yes, yes, of course. That's the trouble with the art. There's too much romancing. The scientists are the lucky ones, absorbed only in the passion for truth.
1: Oh, but not exclusively.
0: What do you mean by that?
1: I knew a very distinguished scientist. He invited me into his laboratory one day and became quite uh, primitive among the test tubes. <laughs>
0: Well, you invite that sort of thing. Do I really? Amanda.
1: Yes, darling, what is it? I'm listening.
0: Amanda, your phone's ringing.
1: Oh. Oh, yes, so it is. Excuse me.
0: Hello? Yes? Oh, hello there. How are you?
1: Why, no, I'd be delighted. Yes, do. Bye.
0: Who the devil was there? Just an old beau. Pim Lovell. He's coming up. Lovell? What did you do that for? Why, Gay, you're not jealous. Jealous? You don't know what you're talking about. He's bringing my wife. Of
1: course, it's a pleasure to have you here, Miss Page, but I don't quite understand. Pim told me on the phone. Oh, yes, Pim. Poor oh, dear. I completely talked him out of coming up with me. I thought you'd much prefer to see me alone. Where's Gay? In the library. How unromantic. <laughs> I can imagine him hiding in a boudoir, but in a library. He isn't hiding. He's working. working. May I ask on what? His new play. Really, I didn't know he had a new play. <laughs> Do you know what it's about? It's about immortality. Immortality? <laughs> what on earth does Gay know about immortality? Enough to write a great play. I think it's proper. Um, Profound or just merely dull? At a time like this, when all the world is a dance macabre. Oh, so that's where he got that. Really, Miss Page? Amanda, let's be honest with each other, shall we? Let's assume you enjoy inspiring days. That is to say, you enjoy making love to him. It's not true. I mean, we haven't... It's not true. You mean it's not true yet. Oh, I don't mind your making love to him. But, But for pity's sake, don't ruin his style. Why should Gay write a bit about immortality? He can make people laugh in the theater. And you push him off the deep end into immortality. Really, Mandy? There's no use in our talking. We're at opposite poles. The truth is, let's face it, Mandy, you see yourself as an influence with a capital I. Oh, what vanity. I don't expect you to understand. I wish you'd make me. Come on, Mandy, let your hair down. You don't really believe this act of yours, do you? This hypnotizing an ordinary talented man into believing he's a genius? I understand everything now. Gay's always talking about your clairvoyance, your critical faculty, your pitiless clarity. (laughs) You make me sound like an X-ray. You are. You've shriveled him. Really? He looks awfully well this afternoon. You've dried up his soul because you can't understand anything but empty, foolish laughter. You're destructive. You're merciless. And if I found him an oasis where he can brood and dream, I'm glad. You hear? I'm proud and happy. Good heavens. If you really believe that, I'm sunk. But you can't possibly. Oh, come clean, Mandy. Teach me your technique, you know. Helpful hints to hopeful housewives. How to take a man away from his wife by massaging his ego. Don't praise his profile. Admire his adverbs. Come on, sister. I know your whole act now. Just a mental (sighs) striptease. How dare you! How dare you? Oh, and you can cry, too. Oh, <laughs> now I am oh. You're horrid. You're hateful and horrid. I hate you. I'm going to tell Gay. Gay, Gay. What the devil's going on in here? Hello, Gay.
0: Wait for me in the library, Amanda. Oh. All right, all right. What have you done to Mandy?
1: The figure beyond recognition scratched her eyes out, didn't you notice?
0: What did you say to her? Don't remember. You must have said something unforgivable. She's absolutely devastated.
1: Not so devastated she lost her sense of direction. She made straight to the library. This is the end,
0: Linda. I can't stand it anymore. I can't stand you anymore. Your beautiful superiority. I loathe it. I'm sick of it. This is the finish.
1: Is that your curtain line?
0: Yes. No. I'm going to marry Mandy. Oh, my blessing. You think I'm joking.
1: I think you're childish they are not even in love with her. I
0: am. I'm madly, insanely in love with her. So what
1: do you want me to do?
0: I want you to leave me alone. Stop spying on me. Get out of my life. Do you understand? Yes, Gay, I,
1: I understand perfectly. Don't worry. I'll never again disturb the ecstasy of your newfound oasis. <laughs> Nobody. Who is it, Clementine? She said to tell you it's Mandy. Oh she said just to uh, she just got to see you. Is the boss playing around with her, Miss Lindy? Stop chattering, Clementine. If he is, I'll just naturally mutilate her. After <laughs> I... Okay. How come he ever picked out such a skinny one? I don't see. He <laughs> yes, sir, he must have been awful drunk. He won't come on in. Thank you. Oh, Linda, I do hope you'll forgive me. Hello, Mandy. Gay here. Why should he be here? I haven't heard from him. I'm half out of my mind. (laughs) Nothing to worry about. I've heard from him. You mean he phoned you? No, he sent me his play. That is the first act and an outline of the rest. But I don't understand. He promised me he'd... Parenting! There's your beloved now. Gay, oh, Gay, darling. Oh, I've been so worried. What
0: the devil are you doing here, Mandy?
1: Gay, I was practically frantic. I told you everywhere. Well, here I am. But where were
0: you? I resent your spying on me. I won't be spied on.
1: Oh, Gay. Oh, for
0: heaven's sake, don't cry. Gay,
1: please, Amanda's not me, you know. She's not used to your sentence.
0: When I want any of your Olympian advice, I'll ask you for it, Linda. I came here to pack to get out of here once and for all. Oh,
1: Gay, really?
0: Yes, Angel, we're going to Spain. Thing. Sure. I've just been talking to a newspaper fellow at the bar. He says it's a great place to write.
1: Oh. Well, uh, when are we going? Right away.
0: You go downstairs. Wait for me in the cocktail room. But, Gabe... Go on. Hurry up. I'll be right down. Uh,
1: well, all right.
0: Clementine! Yes,
1: yeah, boss? What do
0: you want? Get me my bag. Look here, boss. You ain't even run off with that fly girl, is you? Out of my way, Black Beauty, or I'll toss this bottle at you. You don't scare me none, boss.
1: You ain't tossing no bottle. Not with a lick in it. Is <laughs> it? Not, sir. Not with a lick in it. I'm going to fire her for the last thing I do. It <laughs> probably will be. Why go to Spain Day? And um, I might add, why
0: Mandy? I'll tell you why. To get away from you, your superiority, your self-sufficiency, your cool tranquility. And don't just stand there looking like that. Say what you're thinking. About what? You know Don well about what? About the play.
1: Oh, the play, okay, I...
0: I was very touched by your sending it to me. The devil with that! I want to know what you think. Go ahead, say it. Say it. Terrible. But
1: it isn't terrible. In a gloomy way, it, Well, it's fascinating.
0: In a gloomy way.
1: But the first act is wonderfully written.
0: You think so? You really mean
1: that? Of course I do. You couldn't write anything terrible. Linda, darling. Only um. Only
0: what? Only what? Well, I hate ghosts on the stage. Oh, you do.
1: People aren't interesting just because they're dead. Even Hamlet's father, he's, he's quite a
0: bore, really. We're living in an era of death.
1: All the more reason why we must laugh. And I think of you denying a gift like yours. Oh, Gay, don't you see? Even this business of running away. You're not running away from me. You're running away from yourself. Because you think you're empty. You wouldn't dream of going if you had an exciting idea.
0: I haven't got an exciting idea. I haven't even got an idea.
1: But I have. You. Why don't you write a play about Mandy and me? What? Two opposite types of women in the life of a writer. The
0: builder upper and the
1: breaker downer. The critic and the clinging vines. Say,
0: that might be interesting.
1: Right up your street.
0: Who would win out?
1: Who would win out? Hello? Oh, yes, Mandy. Yes. You're just putting some things together. Yes, I'll tell him, dear.
0: Now, suppose the builder-upper got him to write a play. Suppose it were a great success. Then
1: it's a toss-up between the two women with the odds on Mandy. Yeah,
0: but suppose the play failed.
1: I don't know. What would he do then?
0: He'd still turn to the builder-upper. Why? He'd never forgive his wife for being right.
1: Gabe, darling. Oh, that's charming. It isn't
0: bad, is it? Why don't you try it? I'm beginning to see it, Linda. I can see the whole...
1: Hello? Oh, yes, Mandy. You'll be down in just a few moments. All right.
0: You know, a play like this could be more than just smart. Oh, it certainly could. It could reflect all the disturbance of our world. And I've got a heck of a title for it. You have? No time for comedy. Oh, that's wonderful. And what a plot for you. But what
1: about Spain?
0: Oh, the devil with Spain. And
1: what about Mandy? What are
0: you trying to do? Get rid of me? Why not? Because I love
1: Okay. Oh,
0: What is this? The Union Station?
1: Hello? Yes, Mandy. Yes, of course. Yeah, just a moment. Hey, she wants to talk to
0: me. I can't talk to her now.
1: Darling, what?
0: What am I going to tell her?
1: I don't know, but whatever it is, you better remember it. We'll need it for the curtain line in the last act. <laughs>
0: the curtain falls on our production of No Time for Comedy. And that enthusiastic applause indicates that the audience here in the Gulf Theater thoroughly enjoyed the splendid performances given by Norman Shearer, Mary Astor, Walter Abel, and Hattie McDaniel. We know you'll be glad to hear, ladies and gentlemen, that these stars, like all the stars who have appeared in the Gulf Theater in the past, have donated their performances, so that in return, Gulf can contribute generously to the Motion Picture Relief Fund to help the fund provide a home for the workers in the film industry who can no longer provide for themselves. <laughs>